the heroes enter the minds of Moria at the behest of the White Council, carrying an important message to Balin. Balin recently led a group of dwarves back into Moria to establish a colony in the ancient halls of his ancestors. He has not been heard from in some time. Hey gang, and welcome to another installment of Arkham's Kids Throwback Thursday. And I am starting the Kazad Doom expansion. This is all about trouncing in the mines of Moria and the outskirts of it. And lots of dwarves. Lots of dwarves. So, I will, again, go in order. I'm still going to follow with the progression deck with my Theodred, Eowyn, and Bilbo Baggins deck. However... I'm going to introduce more hero cards and more player cards, and I might swap them out. Let's see if any of them makes the cut. Okay, so there is 165 cards to the Deluxe Expansion. Two of them are hero cards, three of them are player-player cards. Obviously, they'll give you the play sets. So they'll be all threes, and you get two hero cards. Why two and not three? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird how they did this. So, But in any case, let's review the two heroes. The first one, these are both dwarves, mind you. Both of, uh, This one is by four. Part of the lore, uh, seven to the threat, two to questing, one fighting, two defense, three wounds. As an action, you may pay one resource from a hero's resource pool to add one resource to by four's resource pool. Any player may trigger this ability. All right, so I'm comparing it between Bilbo, and Bilbo is 9 to the 7. He does quest better, uh, and has a better hit points. But I, I kind of like how Bifor feels, because he can move resources. So if you're kind of strapped, considering I'm doing a Trisphere deck, uh, and you need that lore, I mean, that's a good way of getting around it. And, you know, it's even better if you have multiplayer, because any player can play this ability. But he can only do it once. So, I'm on the bubble with him. I mean, he's good. But again, I, I go for Bilbo for the value. Because you have a 50-card deck and drawing additional cards. And with any card game, drawing cards reign supreme. But uh, I like Bifor. I like Bifor a lot, actually. I mean, given the cost what he is. And get a wound and he can quest a bit. For two less threat. I mean, he's kind of solid. I... I'm going to put this in the back burner, but he, he has piqued my interest. I looked at him, and I'm like, I can see value to this guy. I really can. I mean, he's pretty solid. So let, let's see how it continues on, though. So I like him. I like what he does. Next one is part of the spirit, and it's going to be a tall order for me not to put include Eowyn, but let's see what Dwylan can do. Ninth threat, same as Eowyn. One questing, two fighting, two defense. Well... Yeah, and four wounds. And then after Dwylan attacks and destroys an orc enemy, lower your threat by two. Um, I don't think he's as strong as Bifor, just right out the gate, just by playing it out there, because his response is situational. There are going to be scenarios that you're playing that there are no orc enemies. So I feel that this guy might be just a hot swap if you're fighting and uh, a lot of orc enemies. Um. Uh, I mean, I know we're going to go through the mines, but I think a lot of those are goblins. But uh, who can tell? I think I've only played like the, the Kazad Dome expansion maybe a handful of times since I bought this. So I'm not as sold on this, only because his response is very situational. So Eowyn is still going to stick around. 
We're going to go through the tactics cards because I don't have any tactics in my deck, but we're going to go through them and see if any of them are eye-catching. Uh, first one is an attachment for one cost. It's a Darrow Delph Axe item, weapon, attached to a dwarf character. It's restricted, so only good for dwarves. Uh, cranks up your attack value by one, and after an attached character attacks, deal one damage to the defending enemy. I like this because the response is, is like, yeah, after I hit, I can hit hit you right back. I've seen a card like this in Arkham Horror. I think it's called uh, Survival Knife in Tactics. Go check it out. That's where it's coming from. I'm loving seeing how the seeing the similarities going back and then looking at it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, this is in Marvel. Oh, yeah, this is in Arkham. And then to an extent, too, Netrunner. Oh, rest in peace, Netrunner. You're a good game. But, uh, yeah, I, I like it, uh, but I'm not running Tactics. But, yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool card. And I like cheap. One cheap is good cheap. Not as good as zero as this next card. Um, Kazad, Kazad. Zero cost event. As an action, choose a dwarf character. And until the end of the phase, that character gains three fighting. It's even better. It's a one-shot deal. It gives you three. But, man, oh, man, it's going to put a hurting on it. Uh a lot of these are going to be dwarves. It's still not swaying me, but I might have to build a dwarf deck now just to see how they play out. Tactics Ally. So they got like one of each. One attachment, one event, one ally. I hope there are the rest of them are like this. Veteran of Nanduhir Island. Oh, I'm probably going to butcher the heck out of it. Crazy toking uh, names here. All right, but it's four to cost. Oof, okay, four to cost. I haven't even looked at the rest of it. You better wow me, buddy. That's expensive. Zero questing. Oh, you're letting me down. Three fighting. Okay. Two defense. Three wounds. Oh, okay. He's a big hitter. And that's about it. This guy is going to be a tank. Uh, the veteran enters a play with one damage on it. Oh, you lost me there. <laughs> oh, that means I got to heal you or something like that. Oh, that's kind of harsh for what this guy does, man. I mean, all he's going to do is hit. I mean, don't get me wrong, hitting three, that's like hero like abilities, like hit. But you're already putting them on there. This reminds me of Jessica Hyde. Oh, look at that up in Arkham Horror. Jessica Hyde has a card like this where she comes into play with damage on it. Ugh. Oh, you let me down there. I don't know if that's worth the cost. All right, we're moving on. Ooh, got a neutral. Neutral cards and attachments. Boots from Erebor. It's an item. Can attach it to a dwarf or a hobbit. Ooh, maybe Bilbo. Maybe Bilbo. Uh, limit one boots per air uh, from air war per character. Eh, it makes sense. Can like double boot crazy nonsense. And the attached character gets one hit points. This costs zero to put out. Bilbo is kind of light on the wound front because he's only got two. And I could get like hosed on some treachery cards. So, hmm. I'm going to put that with the Dwellin stack. Or not the Dwellin. Oh, not Dwellin. Uh, the Biforce stack. Let's put that on the side. I might take cover. I might circle the horses around on that one. Uh, there's only two for the lore, which is... Man, this is weird how they put this all out. So, only two cards new for lore. The first one is Ancestral Knowledge. It's one to put out. It is an event. As an action, you can exhaust a dwarf character to place two progress tokens on the active location. Four instead, if it's an underground or mountain. Ooh, this is all going to tie into this expansion. That's pretty solid to put four progress tokens on uh, 
on an active location. All right, I'm going to put that on the side too as well. But you know what? I don't have any dwarves. So no dwarves are hidden out there. If I'm doing that, then I'm going to have to retool around lore with Bifor. All right, so let's put that off to the side. Uh, the last one for lore is Erebor Record Keeper. Uh, it's an ally, one to put out. Quest for one, zeros for everything else, one wound. He cannot attack or defend. All right, what do you do, Record Keeper? All right, as an action, exhaust Erebor Record Keeper and pay one lore resource to choose and ready a dwarf. Oh, okay. Ugh. I mean, he's cheap. I mean, the, the, the cheap guy, he's not unique. I mean, for one, it's good, and you can ready another dwarf, but I don't have any dwarves in here at all. Now, their preference there is it's any dwarf character, so it could be a hero, it could be anything else. So I could definitely see value on an all-dwarf deck for this one, but right now, that's on the pass pile. We're going to go to Spirit. Spirit only has two cards as well. Spirit's first one is an event. It is untroubled by darkness. Cost two to put out. Action. Each dwarf character gets plus one quest until the end of phase. Plus two instead if there's underground or dark locations in play. Ah, okay. Well. See, it's kind of interesting. So the one Lord does the poor progress on an active location. You just flat out put it on here. This one here just gives each dwarf character... Uh, it gives you the bump and the... Well, let's see here. So, Untroubled by Darkness cranks up your questing. Whereas the other one, Ancestral Knowledge, you have to exhaust a dwarf character to place two. So it's a one-time shot for four, but this one can get more. So if you have like a ton of dwarves out, this will actually pay for it in spades. But... It only gives you plus one. So, again, this is also a potentially situational card as well, where the underground or dark locations for the active location. So both of them have the same thing. Uh, I'm technically in the lower one a little bit better because this one, you got to have, like, a dwarf posse to really benefit from this, whereas this one you could just... The other one for the ancestral knowledge for lore, you could just tap a dwarf and just flat out get four on an underground or mountain location on the active side. And two for anything else. And this one here, and that one is, I think it's a tad bit better because this one here, you, you could still fail on the questing bit, and this might just skunk you out. This one's just automatic. You're just putting it on there. So more bang for the buck, it would be definitely for the ancestral knowledge. I like the comparisons on some of these cards, though. These are pretty good. All righty. So next one is a Ziggle Miner. It's an ally, again, for the spirit, tra and spirit trait. And two to put out. One questing, one fight, one defense, one wound. I have played with this guy before. This guy is a lot of fun, and it really makes you think outside the box when you're building a deck. And the reason why I'm saying this, his action is, is exhaust, ziggle miner, and name a number to discard the top two cards of your deck. If at least one of those cards has a cost equal to the name number, choose the hero you control and adds those resources to his resource. It's almost like hitting jackpot or a lottery or something like that. So, yeah, you could throw, like, your deck full of bars, fives, and sixes, and stuff like that. And then, bang for buck, you throw them in there. And, uh, and then just go for it. But I'm trying to think in the back of my mind, is there a card that allows you to look at the top card of your deck? That way you can just pop it and then grab them. And then use the miner to get the resources. 
I'll have to get back to this one. I do like this. I have played with the Miner before plenty of times, and it is a good card. A really, really, really good card. And it's for the cost, I mean, yeah, he's going to get taken out by exhaustion or something out like that. So he can't get taken out by PUD cards very, very easily. But if he can get crank out more resources, he is value. So I'm going to put him in the maybe pile. All right, we're at the last round of cards, and this is leadership. And there's one for, well, no, two events and one attachment. Let's do the attachment one first. Narvi's Belt. It is unique. Two to put out. It's an item. You can only attach it to a dwarf hero. Well, that's going to skunk me out at the moment, because Theodrid is Rohan. Action, exhaust Narvi's Belt to give the attached hero a resource icon of your choice until the end of the phase. Um, yeah, so I, I can see it, because if you got, like, say, for instance, if I had Bilbo out with, like, five, and he has something to play for lore, you can just have a dwarf that's equipped with this belt, and then tap it, and then give him a resource icon, and you can say, eh, he's spirit this round. I can see it. This is, a, this is a, I call a toolbox card. Uh, he, it can do wonders for, you know, tri-sphere decks for sure. But I'm not running dwarves. And if I am, I, I'm just going to throw one in right now, and that's by four. Maybe the Ziggle Miner, that's another dwarf. But this is only, this only will be towards heroes. So, eh. I, eh. I see, I see value, but if you're building dwarves, this is game on for sure. Next one is Ever Onward. Three cost events. It's kind of expensive. So what does this thing do? As a response, this is not an action. As a response, after a player's quest unsuccessfully, choose a player. That player does not raise his threat. All right. Uh, it could be. It could work for solo for me if I if I tank out. Um, but I really haven't tanked out unsuccessfully too many times. You know, when I was running through. Uh, the Merkwood cycle. So this might come into play later on. Uh, I Definitely there is much better value for this man for multiplayer. Uh, but for solo, given for the cost at three, uh, I'm not impressed with it. But for definitely if you're running a two, three, four player game, absolutely. I, I could see it for sure, especially for those around the fringe. So last one, Turin Song. It's a one cost event. It's a song. And... The action is choose a dwarf hero. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a dwarf hero, but all right. That hero gets two questing, two fighting, and two defense until the end of the round. That's just a static card for the entire turn. I'm cranking them up by two. It's cheap for one. Yeah. That's another good one from building a dwarf deck. But it's not going to make the cut for me yet unless I'm building a dwarf deck. All right, so out of the new cards, I'm looking at the Ziggle Miner. I'm looking at Ancestral Knowledge. I'm looking at the Boots, although uh, with the Boots, though, I mean, I got a 50-card deck, and I got to find something way better for it to flip out, you know, put out stuff. And I'm, like, looking at my deck real quick here. I like the Miner of the Dwarven Hills. I mean, gets rid of conditions. I haven't used it too many times, but it's still good. I like the Healing card. I like the Forest Snare, because that's an option. Glaywine gives me more cards. You know, I might take out Glaywine just for the Miner, but I don't think I have anything in my deck that allows me to look at the top card of my deck. I'm still looking through it. I don't think I do. After a quick peruse. Yeah, I don't. 
I have some cards in play that for the discard, but nothing, nothing up there. So, all right, I think it's all a pass for the moment because I really don't want to take out the any of the lore cards. Heck, I think the only neutral cards I'm running is just Gandalf, so that's not going to fly either. So I'm not going to pull out the boots either, unless a quest holds itself to it. Well, those are all the cards there. I do like them, and they're, they're definitely dwarf eccentric. So if you love dwarves, you're going to want this box set for sure. Absolutely for sure. Hobbits, uh, that's another box set we'll discuss later on down the pipeline. But I'm trying to go in chronological order just to see how FFG put out these cards. So we are going to go and how we are going to set up into the first uh, scenario, which is at a difficulty level of five, so middle of the road, into the pit. Okay, so for into the pit, there are four encounter deck uh, blocks that you're going to put in, and it's going to be into the pit itself, twists and turns, hazards of the pit, and goblins of the deep. Again, I'm running this on easy because I like the experience in the story. I'll go back and we'll play it on standard, you know, once we go through this. That's a long time. I want the experience. I want to get my money's worth out of this game. All right. So there is a little bit of text after that. So they give you a nice little pamphlet in here um, that tells you uh, additional information to deal with the scenario. So the setup is, when setting up into the pit, players are instructed to remove the first hall in the bridge of Kazadum from the encounter deck, set them aside out of the play. These cards are placed away from the playing area and do not interact with the game until East Gate is explored, which will add the first hall to the staging area. Exploring the first hall will then add the bridge to the staging area. This is similar to like putting cards out of play in Arkham. So like say for instance, if you're running uh, the gathering and you're putting out you're putting aside uh, the portal, that leads outside uh, the ghoul priest, so on and so forth. This is what it's pretty much telling you about. It's telling you it's not in play, so it's not. It's going to make sure that you can't target those cards from player card effects and stuff like that. That's pretty much what it is in a nutshell. And then when it when I I finally hit that criteria, then those cards will come into play. It, it, it's similar to like a lot of the scenarios in Arkham. And then next one, they have a little blurb on the Cave Torch. This scenario uses the Cave Torch objective card. The first player selects any hero and then attach, uh, attach it to, and that hero will bear the Cave Torch for the rest of the game. If the Cave Torch would leave play, either through a card effect or due to a hero, it is attached leaving from play itself, then it's removed from the game. And when a card is removed from the game, it should be set aside and ignored for the rest of the game. Do not place any of the removed from game cards in the discard pile as effects that bring cards back from the discard pile no longer interact with these cards. So, in an essence, this is like scoring victory point cards. So, if I did lose this particular object, it doesn't hit the discard pile, it, it goes out of play. Unless there's a card effect that tells it I can bring it back into play. Maybe. Maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. But that's how that, that's going to go. So, I get that. They also have another blurb. Immune to card effects. The location Eastgate has the text immune to card effects. That means Eastgate cannot be selected as a target of any card effect. And it ignores the effect of any card that would directly interact with it. Notice it says directly in bold. So I'm going to state out probably Northern Tracker doesn't target that specifically. It just targets everything else on the row. So I haven't looked at it, but that's what I'm going to guess. I'm just hypothetically just throwing that out there. So if, if a card directly states, like I know, like the snow tracker says put it on the active location, that's targeting the active location, which is directly relating to it. However, when you have 
the northern tracker as I dig this up there. Commits to it. It's a place one progress token in each location and staging area. I didn't directly target it, just putting a location on each staging area. So, uh, so the only way to place progress tokens on it is by questing. And once the east gate is the active location, it remains the active location until it's fully explored. Even cards like Dreadful Gap or Stratus Path would not be able to move it to the staging area. Oh, it calls, it calls out other cards that so you can't put it back to the staging area. Uh, so you can't swap it out. Okay. All right. So once east gate is in play, that's it. You that's that's it. That's you're you're not messing with it. Got it. And finally, revealing enemies. Enemies that are dealt as shadow cards are not considered to be revealed from the counter deck, and do not trigger the force response on side two B of the quest card in the Fates of Island. I think I'll revisit this when we get to the uh, side two B. We'll revisit this one just to make sure. But I, I think I know where this is going. And that's it for that. So, the setup. I got my 1A out. Move these cards out of the way. Entering the mind. You, not the mind, mine. M-I-N-E is an eagle. And I'm not playing those cards. You have been sent by the White Council to Moria to deliver a message to Balin and his Dwarven Colony. No one has heard from him in a while. Set up. Search the encounter deck for the East Gate and the Cave Torch. Let me do that real quick. East Gate is out. I'll review these cards too, and the Cave Torch is out. All right, so I'll put East Gate into play as the active location. Ooh, right off the rip. It's kind of like the very first quest where you have the old Ford Road and comes out into play. So it's the active location. Have the first player attach the cave torch to a hero of his or her choice. First hall and the bridge of Kazadum aside out of play. So let me get that out. So bridge of Kazadum and the first hall. They are out of play. They do have victory points on there too. All right. So east gate is seventh red. And then uh, the, you have to put seven progress tokens on it. It is immune to card effects. Players cannot optionally gauge enemies, and no engagement checks are made. Players cannot optionally gauge enemies, so I can't call them out, and no engagement checks are made. Oh, so the enemies are just going to pile up, if I'm reading that correctly. I can't call them out, nor when I get to an engagement check, if my threat is higher than, than the enemies that are out there, they're not calling over. Oh, they're just sitting out there hiding in the gate. Oof, okay. Forced. After East Gate leaves play as an explored location, add the first hall to the staging area. I'll get to that in a bit, and I'll read that when we get there. So I know what I need to do. Cave Torch. It's light. It's an objective. I can attach to a hero. It's restricted. I can exhaust the Cave Torch to place up to three progress tokens on a dark location. Forced. After Cave Torch exhaust, discard the top card of the encounter deck. If that card is an enemy, add it to a staging area. Okay, so... Any locations to have the dark subtext, I tap it, I put three on there, and as a side effect to it, I look at the top card of the deck. If it's an enemy, throw it into play. Everything else, I pitch. Got it. All right. Hopefully the torch doesn't go out. I know there's a card out there that does that. Well, let's hope we don't get that. So, cave torch. Now the question is, who am I going to put it on? Uh, I, part of me wants to put it on Theodrid. Because he's the one with the most wounds. So I'm afraid there will be something weird, something janky 
that'll target it and I'll be hit with like wounds and stuff like that. And Deidre's my biggest popper with four wounds. So he can soak the most damage. So I'm going to put that on him. He's got the cave torch. I'm going to shuffle my deck real quick. We're going to move to the next part. Entering the mines. See if I got everything right there as I'm shuffling. Uh, yep, shuffle the encounter deck. That's what I'm doing. First haul on the bridge of Kazanum put aside out of play. Shuffle the encounter deck. All right, so we can flip it over. Everything's met. 1B. Uh, I got to put seven progress on it. The doors of the east gate hang crooked on their hinges. The darkness inside the doorway is still and impenetrable, shutting out the last beams of a sinking sun. When revealed, reveal one counter card per player and add it to the staging area. Players cannot advance to the next stage of the scenario unless the bridge at Kazanum Doom is in their victory display. Whew, okay. Well, that's going to take a bit, because i got to deal with the east gate. And once the east gate comes out, then I put out the first hall. So let's look at that now. Let's see what I have to do with the first hall. So once that's done, the first hall goes into the staging area. It's going to give you two threat, two progress to get through it. It is underground. Not dark, but it's underground. Travel. Each player must raise their threat by three to travel there. Enforced. After it first hall leaves play, it's an explorer location. And add the bridge of Kazadim to the staging area. Okay, I'm going to let you know. How they set this up, it drips and ooze with themes. It gives you that su suspenseful build of you just going into the to the mines and stuff like that. And a lot of foreboding. And, and on top of that, too, a lot of flavor, too, because those enemies, they're not going to engage you right off the rip. But they're just sitting there lurking, waiting. Even the artwork is immensely cool on this stuff, man. I... All right, just the opening of this scenario is just awesome. My my nerdgasm has just exploded on this. It's amazing how they set this thing up. So, uh, both of these items here. The first haul, uh, I reviewed that one. Then we got the bridge. The bridge of Kazanum is three threat. So, once I've added the first haul to the staging area, or once it's, once it's left... Um, then I can put out the bridge. The bridge is three progress, three on the threat value in the staging area. It's underground. It's a bridge. There's still no dark, so Cave Torch is not really doing anything right now. And while the bridge of Kazadum is at the active location, players cannot play cards. Oof. Okay, that's called setup. That way you can run through this as quick as you possibly can. This feels like I got to run across this bridge and not look back. Man, this is cool. I like this setup so far. This is amazing. I like this. This is awesome. Okay. Let's see what else I got to do after that. Yeah, okay. So the players cannot advance to the next stage of the scenario unless the bridge of Kazadum is in their victory display. That's all I got to do. So I got to quest hard. I think I got a deck that can do that. Let's start the first turn. All right, so let's add that one encounter card. See what I got. Uh, thankfully, this is a good one. Uh, Caven Hazard, remove all progress tokens from the current quest card in active location. If Caven is removed, if Caven removed, no progress token against Surge. Oh, well, let's draw another one. All right, we got a Goblin Swordsman. Two, um, two wounds, one to the threat, three fighting, one defense. It's got a threat value of 20, so it is going to come over once I get stuck through the East Gate. 
Uh, Goblin Swordsman gets plus two attack if its attack is undefended. All right, that's what I got. So let's draw my opening hand. I got Hanrith River Song, double of the River Song, Scout. Scout's not going to help me because I can't target the East Gate, if I'm correct. Yeah, it's a Munich card effect, so I can't even target that. i got to go through the old-fashioned way. Northern Tracker, okay, and a Sneak Attack. Oh, Sneak Attack's not going to help me. I don't have anything here. My better judgment says I should grab and mulligan. And I'm going to take a mulligan and draw the next six. Give our deck a quick shuffle. Because I'm afraid if I, you know, I can pop potentially the east gate on the first turn. But that'll leave me wide open for the Goblin Swordsman. And River Song would just be a nice quick old speed bump on it, but... See if I play that right. Faramir, Northern Tracker, another Northern Tracker, Steward of Gondor. All right, got my money card for Gondor and Laura and Madralis. That's the healing card. Let's start. All right, so Theodred, Eowyn, and Bilbo has two resources each. I'll draw. I'm always the first player, so I'm going to draw my card. Hasty Stroke, and then I'm going to draw for Bilbo. Miners of the Iron Hills. I am going to play Stuart Gondor on Eowyn with Theodred Stuff. And Stuart Gondor will tap, and I'll put that on Eowyn. So she has four. I will put out a Northern Tracker. Use all four. And then I will spend two off of Bilbo. Man, I wiped out my resources. That's crazy. I'll put out the Minder of the Iron Hills. I don't have any condition, but that's okay. Uh, that's all intents and purposes for a potential blocker. Let's start sending. Let's quest. Uh, Theodred Eowyn. And Theodred uh, commit to a quest, choose a hero, commit to that quest, and add one. I want to give that to... I'll give that to Theodrin. Uh, no, I'll give it to Eowyn. So I got five showing. And I'll send the tracker six. And then I will pitch a card. I'll pitch four Gondor for seven. So right now I'm looking at 7-1. Let's see what's up. 7-1. That's a Goblin Scout. Threat value is at 37. And 3 threat. Oof. Okay. This guy's a big bopper. 3 threat. 1 fighting. No defense. 2 wounds. Each player with a threat value of 25 or higher cannot optionally engage the Goblin Scout. He's just going to sit out there and be a pud. Alright, so I have seven. That puts three on the east gate. So let's put my counters on there. Put three. I use dice. Three. Now, so that was successful. We're at the engagement. I can't optionally engage with anyone, and no engagement checks are made. 
So I'm gonna ready everything. And I'm going to raise my threat value. It's the end of the first turn. Okay, so my threat is 27. Uh, Theodrin has one, Eowyn has two, and Bilbo has one for resources. I'm gonna draw my card. That's another Faramir. I have a feeling I'll be pitching that with Eowyn. And the Bilbo card is Will of the West. Choose a player, shuffle that player's discard pile back into the deck. Alrighty. Well, two big monsters are out there now. It's at four. Do I want to put anything out? Well, I'm going to tap the Steward of Gondor. Give me two. And... Then I'll put A1 to four. I'll put out another Northern Tracker. So I got some double Northern Tracker action. And then we're going to quest. I'm going to send A1 over. I'm going to send Theodred over. I'm going to send a Northern Tracker over. I'm going to send both of them over. So that's six. And I'm going to pitch Faramir for seven for A1's ability. So I'm looking at seven to four. You know, and I am going to push... Bilbo. I'm going to make it 8 to 4. 8 to 4. Here we go. Dark and dreadful. When revealed, deal 1 damage to each exhausted carrier. 2 damage instead of the active locations in dark location. Well, that stinks. It's not a shadow effect, so everything's going to take a point of damage. Okay. Everything takes a point of damage. Line up Point of damage train. Bilbo takes one. A1 takes one. Theodore takes one. Tracker takes one. The other tracker takes one. That's disgusting. I don't like that card. So, four to my eight. That is enough to get rid of the east gate. So the east gate is gone. Put that in the victory display pile. Which means nothing. But just doesn't come back. Then I have to put the first hall into the staging area. Alright, so the first hall is... Let's see, eight. Yeah, I got that right. I didn't put any progress on entering the mines. The first hall is two threats. And again, underground, two progress to get through it. Now, travel, i got to raise my threat by three. After it leaves play, then you put out the bridge. So, I'm done questing. I can do the traveling. So, we'll travel with the first hall. So that's now part of the active location now. But i got to raise my threat by 3, so I'm at 30. And then now we can engage. I can do an optional engage, which I don't want to. So the Goblin Swordsman is going to come on down. He's going to block with the my Dwarven Miner, or the Miner of the Iron Hills. So let's give him a Shadow card. So right now I'm looking at 3 to 1. It's enough to kill him. And then the shadow, it gets another plus 1. Plus 2 instead of the attack, if attacking the last player. I don't know how that would work. I'm always the first player. So I'm going to assume that's good for me, not so good for multiplayer. But I see why. And it makes sense too because it's a goblin follower. I'm not going to read the text because I might encounter this later on. So Miner is destroyed. I have nothing to attack back. So, it is what it is. We're going to have to deal with that next turn. I'm going to ready everything. And I'm going to crank up my threat to 31. 
All right, theater's at two, Eowyn's at one, Bilbo's at two for resources. I'm going to draw my first player card. It's Guard of the Citadel. That's going to help. And my next card with Bilbo is Galadriel's Greeting, and I think that's going to help. So let's see. Uh, Steward of Gondor. We use that. Put A1 up at three. Keep my thread at a reasonable distance here. And then spend all three. To play Gallet Harris uh, Greetings and reduce my threat by six. So I'll be at 25. Let's keep that at bay. Then I will spend two and have a guard of the Citadel come out. And that's it for playing cards there. We're at the questing phase. So I didn't have to travel to the first hall, but that's a tall order because I have the Goblin Scout sitting out there. Um, yeah. So, because I would be at five, well, maybe I shouldn't have done that because after he commits to the quest, that would have popped that and reduced it by, by two. That's probably what I should have done. Ah, I, honestly, tomatoes, tomatoes, I only have two on there. So, let's send both trackers over. So, that's two. I don't have anything in the staging for locations. A1 with six. And I'm going to leave it at that, because I need Theodred to be ready, because I think I'm going to have to take out the Swordsman. The Goblin Swordsman is engaged to me. So right now I'm six, six to three. And do I want to pitch anything? Uh, no, I will hold off. So right now it's just six to th oh, three. I, I would like to get rid of the first hall if I can. I would love to. Um, yep. So let's get rid of... I think it's going to bite me in the butt, but let's get rid of the Shadow Effect card, the Hasty Stroke. So that's going to crank it up to seven. So four, five, actually six, seven, yeah, because I have two trackers going. Seven to three. Ugh, I only get one on there. Fouled well. Three threats, five progress to get rid of it. It's underground, it's dark, it's a hazard. When revealed, each player may choose and discard one card at random from his hand. If all players did not discard a card, foul well gain surge. Oh, I don't want that to happen, so let's get rid of... Oh, I don't want to get rid of Faramir either. Uh, let's get rid of... Uh, let's get rid of Will of the West. So I don't want the Surge. So I'll put one on the first hall. And yeah, that's it. That's all I can really do with that. Alright. Uh, well, traveling's done. I don't have anything there. We got the Goblin Swordsman. He's going to attack. So he's going to be blocked by the Guard of the Citadel. Let's give him a Shadow card. So right now it's three. He's going to definitely kill the Guard. There is a shadow. Defending player must choose and exhaust one character he or she controls. That stinks. That absolutely stinks. So I gotta tap 
Bilbo. Ugh. Alright, Bilbo's been tapped. And then I got a dead guard of the Citadel. Then my response is theory will go in there and do a point of damage to the Goblin Swordsman. Oh, this guy's annoying. Okay. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I should have just gave a plus two attack. Let me take that back, because after reading the Goblin Swordsman, I could have made... Well, no, because I already saw the Shadow card, so that wouldn't make sense. Let's not... Let's not cheat out the game. Let's play it for what it is. That's it for that. So, only did one to the Goblin Swordsman. He's got one wound left. So, I'll crank up my threat to 26. Ready everything and start a new round. Alright, new round. Theodred. Eowyn has one apiece. Bilbo has three. I'm going to draw my first player card. Gandalf. And I'm going to draw my Bilbo card. Unexpected Courage. I'll use Steward of Gondor to give Eowyn two more resources. We have three. Now I'll use the Unexpected Courage and place it on Theodred for two. I am going to tap the Cave Torch to place three progress token on a dark location. I have one. It's the Filed Well. And after I do that, I gotta draw the top card of the encounter deck. Alright, so do, the question is, is do I put Gandalf out now? I do have the resources. Three on Bilbo, one on Eowyn, one on Theodrid. So, oh, wait a minute. I did use a cave torch. I did not flip a card over, so let's do that first. I have to flip a card for the effects of the cave torch. It's a Goblin Tunnels. Underground, dark, seven progress, two threat on it. Uh, while the Goblin Tunnels in the staging area, it gains force. After a Goblin is revealed from the encounter deck, remove a progress token from the current quest card. Oof. Okay. So let's go and start questing. There's a lot out there now. I got eight. Eight's on the threat. So I think... I think I really should put out Gandalf now. Uh, I'll do that. So let's spend it all. We'll throw Gandalf out. And what's my choice? I got four damage to an enemy. Reduce my threat by five. Or draw three cards. I am going to deal the damage. I'm going to put it all on the Goblin Scout. Because that will take the threat down a little bit. So, three. We can go questing. Let's go questing. I am going to quest with Eowyn. She'll hop over. Theodred will hop over, and I'll use the Unexpected Courage to do that. And then I'll give a resource to... I'll give it to Theodred. Because the way my hand looks right now, it's Theodred. Because I have Laura Imadralis and Faramir, so maybe I'll save up for Faramir. Then, finally, we're going to, let's see, Eowyn, Theodorin's going to go, so that's five, six, seven for the tracker. That'll get rid of the forced, or the fouled well, so there's five on it. I'll put two on the goblin tunnels. And then I'm going to keep Gandalf ready. I really should, 
Uh, you know. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Uh, Gandalf hits for four. I'm trying to think. Do I send Gandalf? Hmm. So four, five, six, seven, seven to two. No, we'll be good because I want to take care of that swordsman. Seven to two. Flip it over. It's a cave in. Remove all progress token from the current quest card at active location. Okay, that's just a one on there. So it did happen, but I'm okay with it. So seven to two. It's enough to get rid of the first haul. So I can put that in my victory point display. And then when that happens, well, seven to two. I can put five progress on entering the mines. So let's put five on there. I got five on it. All right, questing time. Let's quest. Uh, do our traveling. Let's travel with the Goblin Tunnels. Let's just get that off because that's a really big one to hit. So I'd rather have a free threat lane there. Alrighty. Oh, then Bridge of Khazad-Doom comes out. So this goes into the staging area. It's underground bridge. Uh, yeah, we'll let the northern trackers take care of it that way. So I like how that goes. All right. We'll have the Goblin Swordsman, Theater of the Block. Do we want Theater No, I'm going to have Gandalf block. Gandalf will block... Three, uh, three to four. Attacking enemy gets one, plus two if it's attacking the last player. Okay, just a tank. I can attack back, and I'll use Theodore and Bilbo to finish him off, so we get a dead swordsman. All right, we'll ready everything. Gandalf goes to the discard pile. I'll crank my thread up to 27. Theodore with two, it went with one, Bilbo with one. I got two cards in hand. First player card, uh, Erebor Hammersmith, and double. So double Hammersmith time. It's Hammer time. And what's it? Do I have any attachments in this card? No, I don't. Okay. That card honestly might get replaced. The more I think about it, because I haven't had too many attempts where I'm digging the attachments out. I mean, he is good for the cost, you know, two, two resources for a three wounder that has one apiece. So he can take a little bit of damage. Eh, something to think about. Alrighty. We're gonna... Well, I really can't play anything too much here. Uh, I'll give two more resources to... With the Steward of Gondor to Alan. She's at three. Uh, I'm gonna use my Unexpected Courage to quest. And then I'm gonna put a resource on... Theodrid, A1 will go, because I really can't play anything in my hand. I'm not ready yet, so we're just going to quest away. So I got four with A1, five with Theodrid, and then two trackers. And that'll put two on the underground bridge, because there's nothing saying against that, because I'm going to double check to make sure. Uh, yeah, it's just for the East Gate. Yep. So I can do that. All right. So four, five, six, seven. Seven to three. 
pitch a Hammersmith. Eight to three. I got another Goblin Swordsman. Oof, this is going to be interesting now. So that's one uh, after a Goblin. Uh, it's not in the staging area, so Goblin Tunnels I'm okay with. So three to eight is five. Four. I am one away. One away to getting rid of the Goblin Tunnels. So that's six. Six out of seven. Mm, it's going to get interesting now. Here comes the Goblin Swordsman. Goblin Swordsman is going to come on down. Because he's got a threat value of 20. I am going to block with Theodrid. It's going to take at least two. Or should I just have the tracker just take it undefended? I think I'll do that. Yep, tracker will take it. Shadow effect. Uh, shadow defending player raises his threat by two. That's enough to get rid of a northern tracker because it's going to get plus two attack because it's undefended. I'm at 29 on the threat, but more importantly, I can finish off the Goblin Swordsman. One from Bilbo, two from Deirdred. Yeah, I think that'll do it. I don't want to do the cave torch because I'm not gonna it's not worth the value there. So let's ready everything up. I'm up to 30 on the threat. <coughs> okay. okay. Deodred with four, Eowyn with four, Bilbo with two. Uh, again, I'm at 30 on the threat level. I'm going to draw my first card. Test of will. Cancel when revealed effects. That's good to have. I'm going to keep that around. And Snowborn Scout. And, uh, yeah, I'll play that Snowborn Scout right now. So, take one off of Theodred. Then that'll get rid of the Goblin Tunnels. Then, anything else worth noting? Nope. <clears throat> okay, Steward of Gondor. Two more on Eowyn. For six. Should be a little easier now. Uh, tracker will go, and that will remove the bridge of Chasm Doom, so I can actually finish going entering the mines. So it's one. Use the unexpected courage uh, for Theodore for two, and I'll give him the resource Aowen for let's see two four. I got six. I think six is good enough because I already got five on it. Blip. It is the patrol leader. Three. It's enough to advance this. So, B. I'll get to the patrol leader in a second. Goblin patrol, 2A. The skeletons of dwarves and orcs lie undisturbed, but you have discovered no recent sign of the dwarven colony. The sound of the scampering feet travels to your ears, and you move in that direction to investigate. There's a patrol of goblins marching in the loose formation through the shadows. Flip the card over. When revealed, each player must search the encounter deck and discard player or discard pile from one enemy of his choice and add it to the staging area. One choice must be the patrol leader, if able. Well, there is one already out there. Unless 
There isn't any more. I don't think there is. Let's see. Swordman, follower, follower, scout, follower, follower. Take a look what else I got. Let's see if there is another one in here. Doesn't look like it. Nope, there isn't. So let me shuffle this deck real quick. So I can pick an uh, enemy of my choice. So I'm at 30. That patrol leader is going to come on down. I'm going to put out the Goblin Scout. He's a 37. Players with a threat of 25 can, or higher cannot optionally engage the Goblin Scout. That's fine. After an enemy is revealed from an encounter deck, you discard it instead of adding it to the staging area. Well, that's nice. If there are no enemies in place, immediately advance to the next stage of the scenario. Players can also advance by placing 11 progress token on the Goblin Patrol. So, Goblin Patrol is 30 threat, 3 to the threat range. Four fighting, three defense, four wounds. Four patrol leaders dealt damage. Discard the top card of the deck. If that discarded card is an enemy, cancel that damage. Oof. All right. I have nowhere to travel, so traveling is not viable for this. Now I can engage. And the patrol leader is going to come on down because it is a 30. Man, I am not going to do a whole heck of a lot of damage to this guy. That's for sure. We're fighting. All right, Snowborn Scout, you're going to go ahead and block that bad boy. Why would I put 11? I'm trying to read that. That's just weird. Players can also advance by placing 11 progress tokens on the Goblin Patrol. I guess it's just to show us you're following it, but... Oh, oh that's Patrol Leader. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. So either... I can advance it by there are no enemies in play or taking out both the uh, going to 11. Okay, I got it. So there is no shadow. It's the dead scout. I'm only going to do three points of damage. There's nothing. Yeah, that, that that's that's it. So that's a that's a tink. I can't do anything else. There for him. All right. So let's ready everything. We're going 31 on the threat. Theodred's got 3-5. Eowyn's got now 7. Bellow's got 3. Draw my first card. Test a will. I got two cancels now. And then my second card is a Gandalf. Ho-ho. Let's use Gandalf. So I'll spend the 5 off of Eowyn. But before I do that, I'll use the Stuart. So it's really 3. Plus the 2 from the Stuart. It'll do... Four points of damage to an enemy in play. I get rid of the patrol leader. Yep. Patrol leader is gone. I'm going to spend two. Nope, I'm going to spend four for Faramir off a of Theodrid. Gone then. Quest. Goblin Scout's going to hang out. Each player with a threat of 25 or higher cannot optionally engage the Goblin Scout. I got a little bit of waste. It's at 37. So, well, let's do some questing. I think we can put a den in this with the 11. Do I want to do anything else? I think I'm going to hold out. I don't want to put that to Hammersmith unless I have to. 
So A1 will go for four. And then with the Unexpected Courage and Theodrid, that'll be five, and I'll give him a resource. Faramir will go as well, but I'll double everything. Or give everyone a plus one additional to the quest. So four, five, six, seven. Gandalf will go for 12. And we'll keep the tracker at bay. So 12, and then there's three. You know, really can push my luck and just go all out, but nah, I don't think that's necessary. Let's just put a big dent in this. We'll make it 12. 12 to three, so there's at least nine off of that. Flip over, Lightless Passage. Tra uh, underground, dark, it's four. Tra players must exhaust a cave torch to travel here. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For four. Alrighty. So 7 to 12, I get to put 5. So 5 out of 11. Successful quest. Now, do I want to travel? If I do travel with the cave torch and exhaust it, it's the forest after the cave torch exhaust, discard the top card of the encounter deck. And if that is an enemy, add it to the staging area. Uh, hmm. Yeah. We'll do that for the travel. Well, you know. Yeah, we'll do that for the travel. So, as long as it's not an enemy. Is it an enemy? No, it is not. No enemy. So, that is it for that. I cannot engage with the Goblin Scout. Gandalf goes away. And I will be reading everything. And go to 32 on the threat. Uh, Theodred with 3, A1 with 5, Bilbo with 4. First player card, Glaia Wine. Second, uh, Bilbo's card, Forest Snare. Eh. <laughs> okay. Then let's spend the 2 and put out Glaia Wine. And then tap them immediately to draw another card. I want to see what I get. Get another Northern Tracker, which I will then play. I'll spend the four off of that. Well, it's actually two with the Steward of Gondor. All right, we're questing now. So, Theodore to go. I'll give him a resource for that. A1 will go for five. Bilbo will just hang out. And then six, seven, and Faramir, which will give plus one to everything. So eight, nine, ten, eleven. So eleven to three. Flip the card over. It's a goblin follower. When revealed, engages the last player, which is the first player. I guess I'm the only player, so it's going to come on down. Now I'm more than thinking about it. That's what it should be doing. Uh, so it doesn't give the threat value. So it was 12 to 3. Yep, 12 to 3. So that's enough to be 9 and 4. Ugh, one away. I should pitch a card for that. And I'm going to pitch 
the Hammersmith with Eowyn's ability for the action to crank that up so I can advance. We're at a way up. 3A, you have captured a member of the patrol and pressed the wounded goblin for information about the dwarves. It gives a nasty laugh. And with a mournful mouthful of blood spits out, Balan can be found in the Chamber of Records. It can say no more. Pit. Ah, uh, 12 travel on this thing. The Chamber of Records is on the 7th level of Moria. Way up is treacherous, and you are accompanied by a sense of unease and vague dread. Heroes do not collect resources during the resource phase. Sweet. If the players defeat the stage, they win the game. Alright, so no resources anymore. Alright, traveling. There, There isn't any traveling. We got the Goblin Follower. He's going to block Glaowine, undefended. So, sorry buddy. Take one for the team. Right now it's three to a dead Rohan. There is no shadow, so three kick. Glaywine has bit the bullet. Uh, but Bilbo and Theodore can commit. So it's three to two. I do one point of awesome damage to it. I'm gonna ready everything. 33. And start now it gets kind of weird because now I don't get resources normally at the resource time, but I can get cards. So first player card is Sneak Attack. Second is Dwarven Tomb. I'll spend the uh, Steward of Gondor, put two on it. And... Hmm. Don't have anything major, and I think the spirit card. Let's see. I can get one spirit card because I just drew the dwarven two. How appropriate is that? Uh, I mean, I could fish out to lower my threat. It's at thirty-three. It's not too bad. I think I'll just hold that out for the moment. Let's just see what we can do. Just handle with the goblin follower. So, I'm going to want Bilbo to go this time, because this is the only way you're really going to get resources. Eowyn will go as well, because she has to. It's five. Theodore will go with the Unexpected Courage. It'll be six, and I'll give the resource to Bilbo. So, we have three. I can actually use the Forest Snare if I need it now. So, one, four, six, and Faramir will make it nine. I'll leave the two trackers alone. Yep. So, that'll be nine. So, let's see, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine with Faramir. Nine to three. Uh, forced well. Each player may choose and discard one card at random from his hand. Otherwise, uh, gain Surge and throw out another card. Let's not do that. So, let's pitch one. It happens to be, ah, Forest Snare. Ah, I mean... I could, with the test of will, that was a win revealed effect. So let's do that. I don't even want to lose a card at all. So, but I already played it, so we'll get rid of the voice now. Uh, okay. No worries. We got this. We got this. So it was nine to six. I put three on here. Quarter of the way there. There's, I could travel. That'll make it a little harder for me. So I'll add another five, but I'll keep the threat low, which I'll want to do. So I will travel. Uh, as an action, 
I can put three on there to help it out. So let's put the cave torch out. Well, not out, out, but you know what I mean. I'm putting three on the fouled well. One, two, three. Flip the top card if it's an enemy, it engages. It's not an enemy. We're at the enemy phase. All right, so questing. Do, 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 do. I did the torch. Bilbo's going. Yeah, Bilbo's going. Sorry for the dead air there. One, five. I used the torch to put three in the file while nothing came up. Six. Fair Meryl went or using his ability. Seven, eight, nine. So right now I'm looking at nine to three on the questing. And I'll flip my card over. That's another Goblin Scout. So I'll put four on there and I got rid of the fouled well. Enemy time. Uh, Goblin Follower will block. Ooh, I really think it should block Faramir so I can get rid of the Goblin Follower. Yeah, I think that's what I should do. Faramir will block. And I do have an answer to stop a wind revealed effect. Well, do I have anything to stop a shadow? Nope, I don't have anything to stop a shadow. So let's see what we got. No shadow. So three to Faramir, two. So he's going to take one. No, it's all undefended, so he's just taking the full three. It's a dead Faramir. Then I come back with six on the Goblin Follower. It's a dead Follower. I'm uh, ready everything. Be at 34. And start a new turn. Okay, 34 threat. Draw my two cards. I don't get any resources. So Theater's at four, A1 at five, Bilbo at three. I'll draw two. Stand a fight and four snare. Oh, stand a fight's gonna help out a lot. So let's do that. Uh, I will choose, and now I have the printed cost of X in my discard pile, and that'll be Gandalf. For five, after using two for the steward Gondor, so there's two. So there's actually three. When he comes into play, deal four damage to an enemy. I'll do it to the Goblin Scout. Reduce that threat a little. And we're going to go questing. Uh, I'm going to put out the Hammersmith for two. Bilbo's going to go... The other one's going to go five... Use the Unexpected Courage, six for Theodrid. And I will give Bilbo the resource. Uh, six, 10, 11, 12 with both trackers and Gandalf. 12 to three. And I'm gonna pitch a card. And I'll pitch the Dwarven Tomb. Yeah. 
for snare. 13 to 3. Goblin Swordsman. It's 1, so that gives me 10. Goblin Swordsman gets plus 2 attack if it attacks it. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing as before. But uh, I did not collect any resources. Yeah, if the players defeat this stage, because I just did 13 and 4 is 9. And I already hit 4 on there. 13, yep. Players defeat the stage, they win the game. Awesome. It got kind of hairy there with dealing with it. And I played a couple poor choices on um, some of the cards here. But, I mean, I haven't played this in like maybe five, six years uh, since the last time I played this scenario. So it's pretty pretty sweet. And it's definitely on the edge of see It does feel like you're running, you know, away from goblins. So I dig it. I like it. Uh, I would definitely play it again. Uh, especially at this that difficulty level 5 is definitely appropriate for it. Uh, wasn't a walking apart and definitely very puzzly. So, yeah, I, I really got into it. This was a really good one. So, really good start of the scenario for this Dwarven Cycle. So, that's all I got today. So, if you want, get a hold of me at Tim at ArkhamsKids at gmail.com. And uh, next volume, we'll go into the seventh level. This is the second part of the uh, deluxe expansion for Kazadoom. Doom. Well, till then, I'm signing off. Later.